Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this is going to be unsettling. Deeply. time yeah yeah we're we're staying on schedule we're doing good that's good i just realized i'm wearing your sister's sweatpants i saw <laughs> oh did you i didn't know if I you would like, notice those are ancient yeah these are i mean what she graduated in 2008 yeah wow so the 14 year sweatpants i also don't think they're actually hers because i don't think she was number 19 oh but they're definitely like hers because they're cougar. It used to say cougar on my butt, and it said lacrosse. Did she play lacrosse for like a minute? Right? Yeah, just long enough to get the pants. They just don't make clothing like they used to anymore. They really don't. These things, I fast fashion should be another podcast. It should topic actually the brutal because it's bad. It's real bad. I would say don't. Uh, partake in fast fashion but i feel like that's a real hard thing to do nowadays it is hard and that's something we can talk about too mm-hmm. it's hard it's expensive it's not hard well it's, you know well it's hard and expensive because like yeah. they have literally everything you could ever need yeah because if one person buys it they still made enough money to make it yeah Damn. so and i'm trying to go like quality over quantity yes my bank account doesn't support that yeah, mine doesn't sentiment. either. Hence why I'm wearing <laughs> 20, almost 20, 15-year-old sweatpants. 14-year sweatpants. The 15-year sweatpants. Yeah. Sweat I forgot it was. sweatpants. Yeah. I'm, it's it's tough. These sweatpants are half my age. Wow. And then some. Well, I'm pretty much half my age. I, just don't, I wear rags all the time and mm-hmm. just get hand-me-downs and just, yeah, you know, rags. <laughs> rags rags to riches this baby. old rag <laughs> it's like tearing apart <sighs> so i'm gonna go first i guess okay that sounds great i didn't even talk about that but i guess i am um, yeah i figured as much i named so, it yeah <laughs> so you have to you, you have to <laughs> this is a story i heard a long time i i want to say on reddit or something like a while ago okay. and i kind of like pinned it in my brain and then it didn't do anything with it because I forgot because I okay. didn't write it down because I can't remember anything if I don't write it down. That's fair. Um, and then recently it came up again and it was on an episode of My Favorite Murder. They had on um, the host from The Opportunist, which is Hannah Smith. Okay. And that's another podcast. And I just found it, obviously. And it's super good. And this case wasn't actually on there. She just brought something. Um, yeah, so it's a really good podcast. I just found it. And again, it was called The Opportunist. This is not a case that she had on there. I think she had to bring a different case to My Favorite Murder. So she just kind of went over this case briefly-ish. Okay. Um, not Like, it was pretty detailed, but it's not going to be in one of the series that she has, is what I'm saying. Okay. But, so that sparked my memory. I'm like, oh my God, when I heard about this, this was just something... 
different and just equally crazy as usual, though. So I wanted to tell the story here as well. Okay. And I'm going to tell you guys the story of Sandra Anderson and her cadaver-sniffing dog, Eagle. Oh. I'm not going to tell as well as I heard it told, um, just so you know. But <laughs> we're coming with low expectations. <laughs> but you know, we're like the cliff vote, the cliff notes version of of things. Usually, anyway, yeah. aside from a couple of things, I think. Yeah. So that's um, that's what we do. So Sandra Anderson was a professional in her field of um, training and utilizing cadaver sniffing dogs. Hmm. Or not just cadaver. I guess they could sort out other smells too, like blood, so things like that, body fluid. Mm-hmm. She helped to start a dog training and search business called Canine Solutions, Inc. in Michigan. Okay, I'm really glad you said Michigan because I know someone with that name, and she was a crazy dog lady. So I Really? Got, yeah. That's why I'm sitting here like, oh, no, no. Ah, well, yeah. there's a lot of crazy dog people, period. Yeah. I, and I, she wasn't like a good crazy dog. Like, you're a good crazy dog person. I'm a good crazy people person but she's like a bad crazy dog person there's some out there because mm-hmm. i'm in the dog world a little bit i mean not dog a class. lot you got that dog class <laughs> i'm going i take my dog to agility but and there's enough like kind of crazy people there too he's a know? very agile boy like you, you you see it animal people or something else either really good or kind of kind of shysty i feel like yeah a lot of, in my experience i don't know about anybody else definitely so. wouldn't leave your kids with some of them <laughs> Nevertheless, your animal. The pigs are going to be raising a kid. (laughs) So then she moved on to become the director of the Great Lakes Search and Rescue Mission. The Great Lakes Search and Rescue of Michigan's Canine Unit. Okay. And Sandra didn't charge for her services, and she helped police investigations often. Interesting. With the help of her canine friends, right? Mm. She would only charge for travel costs, and that was fair considering her rising fame and status was taking her on longer and farther journeys across the world. Okay. So in 1994, Sandra adopted a dog named Eagle, who was a German short-haired pointer mix. Okay. He looks like a Doberman to me when I looked him up. Mm-hmm. He's big cute. And Eagle turned out to be quite the talent when it came to sniffing out human remains. And Sandra said how Eagle was special, had a talent she hadn't seen in any of her other dogs. Eagle could sniff out human remains in rubble, forests that were used as dumping grounds for animal remains. So he could smell the difference between the two. Yeah. Which Wild. was crazy. And other sites where it could be hard to discern one scent amongst many others that could muddy up the scene mm-hmm. and make it difficult for other dogs to catch a scent. Sandra and Eagle quickly became well-known in the canine world and almost famous to many in law enforcement and forensics as well. Hmm. So they were even featured together on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <gasps> really? Yeah, on one of the cases they worked. Huh. So they went to Panama. They went to Bosnia. They were searching for victims of war crimes, mass graves. They went to archaeological sites. Hmm. They went to Native American burial grounds. They went to Ground Zero after 9-11. Oof. And they were looking for victims, obviously, of the America's biggest terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And Eagle could find remains where no other dog could, could even find them after people had spent years combing through these sites. Wow. And Eagle's tremendous talents brought Sandra to many places, including the scenes of possible murder investigations. And one of these investigations was for Tracy Islam. So Tracy was married to Dr. Azazul Islam, 
Mm-hmm. And by December of 1999, the two had been facing marital issues. Okay. For quite a while, actually. And they had children together, high school age. And one day, as Azul told the kids, their mother had gone back to England. And she had taken some time away from her husband earlier. They kind of, like, separated. Okay. She went to London by herself. And her kids, like I said, were in high school. They could handle themselves. Yeah. She was just trying to get her shit together, figure out how she's leaving this this man, this toxic man, this marriage. And he didn't want to end the marriage either. So, and she did. And the other issue with um, Azazul's claim that Tracy had gone back to Europe was the fact that Tracy had a boyfriend in London, and he phoned the Michigan police, where Tracy's family still lived together, and they told, and he told them that he was worried about his girlfriend, who he hadn't heard from. Oh. So her husband's telling um, the kids, she went back to Europe, she's fine, mm-hmm. everything's okay. So then her boyfriend there is like, she's not She's not here. here. So what's going on? And the last time she had spoken with him was on December 18th, her boyfriend. Okay. Where Tracy worriedly told him she was afraid of her husband and he Mm. might try to poison her. And he could do this easily and go undetected as he was a biochemist. Mm. Tracy's sister was also concerned for her safety as Tracy confided to her sister concerns about Azazul hurting or killing her. So on December 22nd, remains were found in a dumpster behind a fast food restaurant. And a week later, a torso was found in a field. Police believe the remains were of the same individual. They saw the same gray paint residue found on the remains. Interesting. Yes. And Tracy was officially reported missing by her sister earlier that week, and police were concerned these remains could belong to her. So she's reported missing by her sister. Her boyfriend from London calls. So not good, right? She's not good. She's gone. She's somewhere, right? But they don't know where. Exactly. So, they had, the police believed that Azazul was responsible, but they didn't have any evidence to back up their claim at this time. And he ended up letting investigators into their home, the family home, without a warrant to prove his innocence and clear his name. Wow. Bold. Yeah. And he did so with pretty good confidence for some, yeah. And then police confirmed the remains were Tracy's after they obtained a toothbrush with her DNA on it and compared it to the remains found. So okay. we did have DNA at this point, by the way. In the basement, investigators found an odd seam. The floor was painted in a sloppy way, as mm. if somebody yeah, was rushing to cover something up, maybe. They theorized the basement was where Azazul had killed his wife, and the paint job was a sloppy and rushed attempt to cover the crime scene. So this is where Sandra and Eagle come in. So Azazul allowed Sandra to come in with Eagle also to sniff out the scene. Police hoped to gain more evidence from their pair that would assist in building a case against him. Okay. So after some time in the basement, Eagle signaled and laid down by the paint job, which Sandra explained that meant he had detected human blood. Blood was also found on a handsaw in the basement as well. Oh. After this, police were granted a warrant and dug up the concrete floor to find traces of blood beneath the surface. Mm. And paint chips from the basement were also matched to Tracy's body, and Azazul was convicted for the murder, in part thanks to Sandra and Eagle. Okay. And after that case, Sandra and Eagle were really starting to get some fame. They helped to solve a case of a slain immigrant from Tanzania. She was living in Michigan. Her name was hard to pronounce. It was Mivano Capaza. So I'm going to try my best. I hope they didn't ruin that. 
and her remains were found in rural Wisconsin. The police had suspected the victim's cousin, Peter Capaza, was to be involved, but they needed evidence to convict him. I am afraid as to where this is going. Yeah. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) So, Mavano had previously accused her cousin, Peter, of raping her. Okay. Which led to her getting pregnant. And then... Oh. Yes. And then Peter had forced her to abort the baby. Her body was also known to have signs of a previous pregnancy, which supported the claims of rape and incest that were made by Mavano. Oh. hmm And he, her cousin Peter, told authorities she had moved back to Tanzania. He maintained his innocence, even though Mavano's family in Tanzania told authorities she had not returned home. But Eagle sniffed out human remains in Peter's bathroom and on his knives and cutting boards in the kitchen. So, again... They were credited with helping to solve the crime. Okay. Because Peter did end up getting arrested for this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the next year, Peter, Peter, the next year, Sandra and Eagle were called to aid in a search for Sharita Thomas. This was a cold case this time, so a little different. Okay. She disappeared in 1980 in Michigan. This is around 1999, I want to say, 2000. Okay. Sharita was out on the town with her friend, Patricia. She decided to head home early. After having some car troubles, she was last seen getting into a blue pickup truck with a male driver around 11.15 p.m. There were a couple of suspects in the case, but when their alibis checked out, the case was growing colder and colder. So in 2001, police got a new tip that Sharita's remains may be in Huron National Forest in Michigan. The area had been combed through extensively the past 20 years, though. Okay. And nothing was ever found. This is where they come in again, Sandra and Eagle, because they're the pair that come in when they do shit that can't be done, right? Yep. So they were called to help search the forest together, and shockingly, they immediately began picking up scents. Hmm. So Eagle pulled up a bone fragment that seemed to belong to a human, and multiple bones throughout the day that they believed to belong to Sharita Thomas. Okay. When the bones were tested, DNA DNA revealed that what she had found had belonged to three different people. Oh, okay. So, the investigators were like, "How did we stop? Like the this is exceedingly rare, right? To find one person's, but then three. They're like, is there a serial killer dumping ground? Is there something like what is going on? Yeah. But, but the truth was even more far fetched. It turned out." So, the winter went by. Sandra and Igor were brought back to the woods to continue their search for evidence. An officer was had thoroughly searched a riverbed and found nothing. Okay. Right after that, Sandra and Igor went to the same spot. But immediately, Igor found a bone. And the investigator was like, I just looked there. There was nothing there. Hmm. So, he was starting to think, get a little bit suspicious of how had they found something, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, right then. So they were starting to think something was up, and they decided to watch Sandra more closely. She executed her searches with her canine friend. So one officer had noticed Sandra was bending down and fumbling with her pant leg when they were searching. Okay. And he could see she had pulled something out of her boot and placed it on the ground. Then immediately after, Sandra signaled investigators she found remains. Hmm. So now we see where things are going here. So, other officers were concerned with Sandra, and they were able to search her vehicle that day, 
the same day that they were searching, they looked. Now they're searching in Sandra's vehicle. Oh my god! They're searching for a, a remains in the forest. Now they're like, "This lady's fucking crazy." Now yeah. they have to search her vehicle. Like, what a day! They must have been like, "This is the weirdest day we've ever had." They found bones in her car, which led the FBI to execute a search warrant on her home, where they found even more bones. So they were just like laying around her house, like under piles of laundry, like on the couch, like. Just bones. They People were just bones. Hap- yeah, there's haphazardly bones just around. And Sandra was arrested in April of 2002. Now, Sandra and Eagle had worked over 200 cases together. It was a huge task to unpack what the what like, they touched, what they touched, what mattered to a case. You know. Yeah. Because sometimes, again, a lot of these cases, they would just were called in as, like, a support, kind of. Mm-hmm. They didn't single-handedly solve any crimes, like Scooby-Doo or yeah. something. And Sandra and Eagle had worked over... Um, oh, I read that. So she was... Sandra was able to get the bones, because you need to have bones and DNA to train a dog to sniff for them. Yes. This is the only way. Yeah. That's why she had bones. So nobody even knows where all of them really came from, though. Like, See, that was the point. Like, I can understand the logic of her having bones and them probably being haphazard throughout the house as, like, a training exercise. Or maybe you could argue it's a training exercise. But whose leg do you have? Yes. Yes. And it shouldn't be just scattered around, either. Like, I feel like there should be some kind of Like, way. maybe a cabinet of legs? Yeah. Like, something a little more respectful than just under the laundry, mm. you know? So she was able to get these remains without having to go down sketchy avenues. I also read, I didn't really include it in here, but I read something else where she had found a toe, like a toe bone somewhere. Just found it. From a victim, supposedly. And then they found the victim and he had all of his toes. So they were like, Sandra, what are you doing? Where did this toe come from? But what about the blood evidence Eagle had sniffed out? So, Sandra had been using her own blood and planting it at the scene of crimes, including on the saw from the basement in the case of Tracy Islam. <gasps> oh, Sandra. So, the bloody saw evidence was never heard by the jury, though, thankfully. Okay, so it didn't, it didn't so in that case, matter. Yes. So, a lot of the cases they worked were con- convicted based off other evidence, like I said. And in the case of Azazul Islam, other DNA evidence had belonged to Tracy in the basement, so he couldn't get his conviction. Like, some of the blood was Sandra's, some of the blood was Tracy's. Like, there was the paint, you know? Wild. He was still guilty. Yeah, he still did it, but she... But now you're fucking everything up. And, and why? Give an eagle a bad name here. You're give- yeah. Yeah. Does, Don't Does Pup didn't dare. ask for any of this. Don't you fucking dare. And in the Peter Capazzo's case... He was the one that got in jail for um, murdering his cousin. Yeah, yeah. There was an overwhelming amount of evidence that led to his conviction aside. So these people are still guilty. Just want to... They're still pieces of shit. But what if they weren't? Like, what if it was a more... Like, usually the most... um, Obvious. Obvious answer is correct, thankfully, for Sandra statistically. But what if she was on one of those rare cases where it wasn't? Mm -hmm. And she, you know... She just planted a leg. Yeah. And it just... It was irrelevant. So she pleaded guilty and was ultimately convicted to 21 months in prison, ordered to pay back 14500 in restitution. She was also on probation for three years, but she was still allowed to participate in search missions. You know what? But she had to report them to her probation officer. What? You know what? What? It's not even a lot. 
First of all, she probably made more money than that. I know she did a lot of it for free, but like, but the, being on the, the show, publicity of yeah. yeah, and then also twenty one months it's for nothing. completely like evading police tactics. Like you, you're planting blood in a crime scene. And fourteen point five thousand dollars does not seem like enough to cover the backtracking that they had to do. Yeah, for two hundred cases, like you need more resources. So I don't really that I I can't speak on because I'm sure. There's probably a fine reason for it that I'm not aware of. There's a fine reason. There usually is, but sometimes there's not, right? No, sometimes it's just somebody picks a number and... I mean, they based it off something, but what they based it off of, I don't know. And I don't know why she didn't go to jail for longer. And she said in an interview, like, she just got lost track of why she was doing what she was doing. So she just liked to be right. She just liked to be the winner. I think she just wanted to not even be right. I think she just wanted, like... Um, she's got a, like a fame god, kind of yeah. She's got like a god complex. Yeah, not even about being right, just about being recognized. Uh huh. That's what I think is that she just wanted to be recognized. You know what, Sandra? Mm. Danny Zuko would not be happy. No, none of this was Eagle's fault. No, way. and the puppy didn't deserve this. <laughs> he was probably fine, the little sniffing dog. He but, was. He probably know. did a very good job. I'm sure he did great. He found the bones she pulled out of her fucking pant leg oh for sure. Oh my god. So crazy. And they never like went back and figured out whose bone it was. Cause like how what are they she... comparing it to? But yeah, but how did how how do you have this leg, Sandra? I mean maybe they did. But again, there's nothing you can compare it to if you don't have an original sample. That's true. So you're just gonna be like, oh, this is of an unknown male. Yeah. So they probably did. They probably tried to figure out in case she was stealing, but it got all complicated because again, she was allowed to have human remains because of the nature of her work. Yeah. So I don't think she went out and like killed anybody for their bones or anything at all. No, it's, it's just weird. The whole thing is odd. Weird. Just using your own blood. Like, what are you doing? It's like very Bella Swan. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's the story. Hmm. That was interesting. I feel bad for that doggo. Me too. Bummer. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. These plants are still half dead. Yep. We're, we're not just, doing anything about we're it. We're just going to accept that now. Just letting Vlad live with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a cemetery. Every now. day I have to see my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, you, you really can't ignore them either because they are very dead. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for that. See you next time. Bye. Bye.